Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Endure Youth Ministry Podcast. We're going to take a quick break from our Philippians series and do a message on Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 22. So I hope you guys enjoy it. God bless. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the time that we get to have um, together um, in fellowship, Lord. Uh, Lord, I pray that as we're digging into your word, as we're um, seeking you and your word, God, that you would speak to us, that you would prepare our hearts, and that um, you would remind us to draw near to you, God. Lord, you promised in James that if we draw near to you, you will draw near to us. And so, Lord, I ask that even now, um, I pray that we would just seek you and, and seek to be near to you, Lord. So, Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So it's it's good to see all you guys this morning, really. Um, I always love Sundays when we get to come here and uh, meet as a youth group and just dig into God's Word together. Um, it's always a highlight of my week. Um, and so it's it's cool because on Wednesday nights, you know, they're they're awesome. But we usually only have a few people. But on Sunday mornings, we get, you know, a lot more people. And it's not about numbers, but it's always good to see all your faces. So thanks for being here. Thanks for making it a point to be here and to um, seek God um, on your weekend. So I love this time of the year. Don't you guys? It's starting to be spring, um, you know, the trees are budding, the flowers are blooming, and, yeah. Yeah, you guys are on spring break this week too, huh? Yep, yeah. There you go. And it's warming up, exactly. Every day, from day to day, you don't know whether it's going to be rainy or if it's going to be sunny. It's great, right? And then best of all, this time of the year, you got March Madness. Oh yeah. And you got baseball. Oh yeah. Don't play. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So we're gonna be in Hebrews ten, verses nineteen through twenty-two. And this time of the year, it it reminds me of fresh starts and, and of new growth. There's just something about it that makes me happy. And I love seeing people outside more and more. Like if you look around, there's going to be people walking around because it's warming up. It's nice out. It's nice to be out here. Um, I'm actually really excited to talk to you guys about these verses. These are some awesome verses in Hebrews. And... um, like I said earlier, coming up on the Easter season, these verses are really good to meditate on. So let's just jump right into it and and read these verses. So if you go to the next slide, we got it right here for you guys. Um, if you don't have your Bibles, let's read it. It says, Therefore, brothers, since we have 
confidence to enter the holy places of the blood of Jesus by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. So this passage just seemed fitting to me as um, we think about the cross this week. And as uh, Easter approaches, um, these verses are really relevant and they really speak of that day. Um, So this morning, I want to look at two incredible things about Easter and, and what Jesus did on the cross. So the first thing that I want to look at, the first point that I want to look at this morning is number one, we can draw near to God. We can draw near to God. Um, If you go to the next slide, I got that as a point. The first thing that we're going to look at this morning is that because of Easter, we're going to be able to draw near to God. This passage of scripture um, that we just read is a reminder to all of us of what the cross means for us. Look at verse 19 again. It says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus. So do you hear do you hear that? Do you hear what that means? It means that we can enter the holy place. The place where God is, we can enter into that place. It means that we can enter into God's presence. And it means we can enter into God's presence because of the blood of Jesus. Because Jesus Christ shed his blood and died on the cross for us, we can enter into the presence of God. How amazing is that? We have access to the one true God. Before Christ shed his blood for us and died on the cross, we didn't have direct access to God like we do today. Does it excite any of us that we are no longer separated from God? Does it actually, like, do you guys get that? That's so cool. Like, we're no longer separated from God. That's what sin did to us. When we sinned, we were separated. We no longer had direct access. And can you think of anyone who had, well, there's like Adam and Eve in the garden, they had direct access to God. God walked among them. And after they sinned, what happened? They were cast out of the garden. They were separated from Him physically and and spiritually, right? And over time, um, if you guys were here on Wednesday night, uh, Chris talked about this, someone asked a question of like, when did God actually like stop walking among man? And it was like Genesis 3 or Genesis 4 um, when, when that actually took place. And, and, you know, God was separated from man. God no longer walked among man. And so when? When did that change? 
when Jesus was born, right? God came, became a man in human likeness, in human flesh. God became like man. And he started and he walked among us. And then he died. And he rose again. And guess what? Man was no longer separated from God. That's so cool. The fact that we have access to, to the God of eternity, to the one and only Almighty Father, to the creator of the universe, is super cool to me. That right there should get any believer excited, right? It blows me away that Jesus would be willing to suffer a death on a cross for me. Not only that, but it blows me away that as mighty and powerful as he is, the God of the universe would even allow me to come into his presence. And for that, I'm so grateful. Have you ever thought about the fact that we are allowed to access to God and that he wants he wants us to interact with him? He wants us to come into his presence and to sit as his sit at his feet and see him as our heavenly father. It's like Lord, we were to come into his presence. It hasn't always been that way, though. In fact, in verse 20, um, that says that this is the new way that Jesus opened for us. There's no longer a curtain separating people from the presence of God like there was in the Old Testament. You guys know about the curtain? So in the temple, in the holy temple, there was... um, a few different rooms, right? There was like the outer courts, there was the inner courts, there was the, the outer room, the inner room, and the Holy of Holies, right? Um, and separating the Holy of Holies from like uh, the inner room, I think, I, I don't exactly remember um, the name of the rooms, but there was a curtain that separated the Holy of Holies where um, the Ark of the covenant was um, where the presence of God was. God's presence was in the Holy of Holies, right? So there was a curtain separating people from that. The, the high priest could only go in that room once a year. And that was to, to receive forgiveness, to offer sacrifice and receive forgiveness for the people of Israel. So he would go in there and make that Sacrifice, that offering to God. That was the only time, one time a year, only once. And when Jesus died on the cross, when Jesus was on the cross, that curtain was torn from the top down. It was torn. It was ripped open. And from that day on, from that moment on, the presence of God was no longer in that room alone, but it came out to be with mankind, right? And we have the presence of God through the Holy Spirit, right? Um, So the power of God, the Holy Spirit, is inside 
all believers. So the curtain, I just love that, that picture of the curtain. Because the curtain was thick. It was heavy duty. Like no, nothing could tear that curtain. Nothing could, except for the power of God alone. So it's just super cool, right? So the writer of Hebrews seems to be urging us over and over again to draw near to God. And actually in Hebrews 4.16, I have that as well. In Hebrews 4.16, it says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of God that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in times of need. And then again in Hebrews 7.25, he says, He is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession through them for them. So because of what Jesus did for us, we are not only able to be in the presence of God, but we're able to draw near to him. And because we have confidence in the blood of Jesus Christ, and we believe that the blood of Jesus did what the Bible says it did, we should draw near to God. My second point is this. We can draw others near to God. So, not only should we draw near to God, but we should help others draw near to God. Even though the cross was a horrific and an ugly sight, it is so beautiful because it changes everything for us. It changes everything for everyone. The cross is where our spiritual heartbeat starts. Because of the cross, we can move from a spiritual death into a spiritual life. Because of Jesus, because he shed his blood and his death on the cross, we can be saved from hell. Not only that, but we can spend eternity with him. Right? But what about the people who don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior? John 13, 34 says this, Jesus says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. Now there's a lot of wickedness in this world. There's a lot of messed up things that happen in this world. And there's a lot of people who, quite frankly, are annoying and mean and bullies and rude. But here's what Jesus says. He says, love one another. This doesn't just mean love the people who love you. No. This means love the hard to love. Love everyone. Because when you love others, when you love those hard to love people, they see Christ in you. And you're showing them who Jesus is. Because who is more hard to love than us. 
why do we love God? It's because he first loved us. It has nothing to do with who we are. It has everything to do with who he is, right? And before the foundations of the earth, before anything, before you were even thought of, God thought of you and said, I love you. He thought of mankind and saw how messed up, how brutal, how immoral mankind would be. And he said, I love them and I'm going to die for them. That's how great and mighty his love is. So we are to love one another as Jesus loved us. But how did Jesus love us? He set us free from death. He brought us from death to life. I think that we're supposed to tell others that they can be also be freed from death. We're supposed to love others enough to share the gospel with them and share that they can draw near to God too. That's what people are craving. People are craving truth. People are craving intimate, like intimacy with their creator. They don't know it. So they might not know it. But if you ask the question, like, do you, do you know God? And they say no. And you say, do you want to? They'll be like, lots of people will just be like, yeah. Like, I've seen it happen many times. Like, I've, I've shared that with someone. So, uh, someone else has shared that with someone. I've seen it. Like, that's what people are craving. They just don't know how to know God. They don't know how to draw near to God. And we have the answers. Like, we know how. And it's through the blood of Christ, right? We need to love people enough to share Jesus with people. So are we doing that? Ask yourselves, am I doing that? Are we doing that? If you're a Christian, I want you to really think about that question. Are you really loving other people the way that Christ loved us? Because it's a command. Jesus commanded it. He didn't say, if you're having a good day, love others. He didn't say, if, you're, if everything is going good in your life, then love others. He didn't say, if you're if you happen to be around someone who's clean cut and acts like you, then love them. No, he said, here's a new commandment that I give to you. It's new. That's not an Old Testament commandment, sort of, kind of, I guess. But it's new. It's a new commandment. I wonder... Do we realize that there's people around us every single day that would not go to heaven if they died today? Do we think about that? These are our friends, our family, our classmates, our teammates, the people we laugh with, the people we work with, and even people sometimes in our own church building. 
There are people in our lives that will go to hell if they don't give their lives to Jesus. And I don't mean to make this like super like getting us down or anything, but it's the reality of things. And, you know, people get criticized for not like preaching the truth, for not, for not sharing these things. But I'm not here to sugarcoat anything. I'm here to share the truth of, of God. And the reality of things is that we are here for a mission. We, we're on a mission when we're on this earth. We aren't just here to have a good time. You know, YOLO, like, no, that's not our mission. Our mission is to share the love of God with people, to share the truth with people, to be lights in this world. And so I want to get you guys pumped. I want to get you guys, like, in that mindset where it's nothing by our own will that we're saved. Nothing at all. It's all because God loved us and he gave his life for us that we're saved. And because of that good news, because it's nothing to do with ourselves, we have the confidence, as these verses were saying, we have the confidence to draw near to God. We have the confidence to go to other people and say, hey, check this out. God loves you and you can have a relationship with him. Here's how. And people will get saved. Because that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit prepares hearts. The Holy Spirit speaks through us. And the Holy Spirit saves people. Now that is cool. So that's what I want you guys, that's what I want to leave you guys with this morning is we need to love others just as Christ loved us. And we need to lead other people into the presence of God, made possible through the blood of Christ. So I don't want to like bring you guys down. I want to lift you guys up and say, we're on a mission and there's lots of people out there who need to hear the truth. So be encouraged because God is choosing to use us. He doesn't need to, but he's choosing to use us. Um, so just think about that. Just remember that. And even in your actions, as you're going from your day-to-day -day lives, even in just your actions and how you interact with your family and um, how hard you work, in school or on your sports team or um, in the in at work, you know, like how we act, how we speak, how we react to certain things, really plays a huge influence in how people see God. Because people will see God in us, and they'll see like, okay, well, you know, Ethan's a Christian, and he he doesn't act like us. He doesn't cuss. He doesn't, like, you know, go and smoke weed. Like, it's different. It's counterculture. And that's what people need, right? So let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we 
thank you for this morning. Thank you for um, this time that you've given us to, to really um, dig into your word, God. Lord, we thank you that you draw near to us and that we can draw near to you, God. I thank you that we have confidence to um, come near to you, God, that you have forgiven us of all of our sins, God, and that you've forgiven us of all of our future sins. And um, Lord, we can just come before you and rely on you to supply us with everything we need in this life, God. Lord, you're, you're good, and I pray that we would be bold to go out into this world and to share that truth with others, God. So Lord, we thank you and we praise you. pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.